Good morning. Welcome to chapel, welcome to this time of worship. God is here to meet you, to meet us, students, staff, guest pastors from local churches, in this time and in this space. In the songs that we sing together, led by Benson and Johan, in the stories that are shared by students, in the silence that we offer each other. So figuratively and literally, close your computers. Put away your iPads. Silence your phones. Be present to the Spirit of God here. By singing not only from your diaphragm, but also from your heart. By listening attentively, respectfully, carefully to each other. By giving your full attention to the presence of God here in this moment. So as a sign of openness to God, respect for your friends and fellow travelers on this journey of faith, take a deep breath, and then, yes, close your computers. Put away your iPads. Silence your phones. Silence your heart. God is here to meet us in this moment. I light the Christ candle as a reminder of Christ's presence here in this place. God is here. Let us worship God together. What's up, guys? Um, if everyone wants to stand up, that'd be, that'd be cool. All right, let's worship God. mountains and the sea your river ones with love for me and i will open up my heart and let the healer set me free i'm happy to be in the truth and i would daily lift my hands and i will always sing of when your love came down i could sing of your love forever I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. And I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hands. For I will always sing of when your love came down. 
I could sing of your love forever. 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 I could sing of your love Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now. I see T'was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believe When we've been there Ten thousand years Bright shining as the sun We've no less days to see God's praise than when we first begun. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O oh my soul, 
ago I asked four students if they could share with the gathered community why they go to church. Now you can say well this is a Christian campus it's assumed we go to church but the reality is it isn't. Many of us go to church for different reasons and the reality is we go to lots of different churches with lots of different worship styles. So this morning we're going to hear from four students. Jelly Santos, Sarah Clausen, Quinn Brenke, and Emily Trapp, who will each share some of their story. I invite you to enter in by listening carefully to see what you also might learn as you reflect on that question for yourself. Why do I, or why do I not, go to church? And what might be in it for me? if I do choose to go to a local church. Jelly. Hi. <laughs> well, when Gwen told me to participate, I was happy, and I didn't know why, but I just wanted to share my experience. If you ask me why I go to church, well, I have thousands of reasons to go to church. But in reality, I don't think people really understand what church is. Church isn't a temple. It's in a building that has a cross on the top. This building isn't a church. See, you guys and we are, all of us, we are the church. But then people ask, then why you go to church? And anyone would say, well, I'm a sinner. I need of God. That's why I go to church. And a person that isn't Christian would think, well, what a bunch of sinners will do together. But see, the Bible says that when two or three gather in his name, God is there. And in Corinthians 2, it says that in God, all things are new. And I don't say this because I learned through my parents since my pa my parents are pastors. I didn't learn this through a sermon. I didn't learn this in just Bible church or anything like that, but because I had an experience. See, at the age of 16, my parents had a problem with church, 
And we were basically kicked out of church and asked God, well, you brought me to the U.S. to work for you, to do you well. And I was walking in faith with my family. But see, then the church kicked us out for something that we did. And I was like, I was mad at God. And I was questioning God, why do you bring me here? And basically, you kicked me out. And I understand God. And I, started, I was trying to find happiness and sort of like joy through worldly things. And I got to a point that I hated myself and God. And I remember one night, a friend told me, hey, come to church, there's a prophet. And I, I'm a Pentecostal, so I love seeing the Holy Spirit, but at that moment, I just hated God. I just didn't want to know anything about God. So I was just like, well, I'll go, if only you invite me to eat after church. So the guy was like, yeah, I'll go, uh, yeah, I'll invite you to eat something after church. So I was like, okay. And then through the service, God was speaking to me in a way that we're supposed to love God, but we should never question God. Because if we love God, we should never question him. We should just accept whatever is happening and know that he has a plan for everything that happens in my life and your life. And I went up front and I was like questioning God and I was, I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? I was serving you with all my life. But see, the prophet came to me and she told me, quit questioning God. He has a plan for you. And I felt, I don't know if anyone knows about the Holy Spirit, but I felt the moment. <laughs> and since that day, I've never been more peaceful than I am. I find joy whenever I go to church because not only I recognize that I'm pouring spirit that I need of God every day, but I know there's other people in church that just go to listen. See, I'm a youth leader, and I help my youth to learn that God is the only way to actually find who you can marry with or find an actual purpose in life. And that's why I go to church, not only because I need of God every day, but I try to help others find God. And that's all. I don't know if I believe in the God you do or do not believe in. I do not know if I believe in the God the people I go to church with believe in. However, I do believe in the power of love and community and intention I have witnessed while attending Assembly Mennonite Church the past two years. I did not attend church my first year at college. I needed a break. I had no desire to interact with religious people, read or hear religious words, or think religious thoughts. But I am drawn back to assembly time and again because they recognize this need for breaks from church. They recognize the reality of dark moments. I go there not for big answers or for someone to tell me what to do. I go to be a part of a community that values questions 
and turns to the stories of their everyday lives to learn from and lean on each other. And I go there to sing. Assembly does everything intentionally, and while this can mean very long congregational meetings spent listening to every voice, I admire the thought that goes into everything, doing everything equitably. For example, there, there they have three co-pastors, and not one of them is a head pastor. Oh, and women are regularly in these roles. The pastors share duties equally, and it is rare that they give sermons. Instead, members of the congregation are asked to offer a meditation, a sharing, or a teaching to tell stories from their lives. It has been a tough two years at assembly. One pastor resigned just a couple last year, I think, um, to have more time with her husband, who was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Another pastor, Heidi, was diagnosed with cancer and after a nine-month walk with the tears and celebrations, anger and wise words of that heartbreaking experience, she died in June. Witnessing assembly during those months and now is incredible. I can't do this story or Heidi justice in just five minutes. Here is a community that shares its strength in the most challenging times. Volunteers assemble to take care of laundry, cleaning, plant care, yard care, and child care. We anointed her, sang for her, and learned from every poignant word in every reflection she offered and the many silences in between. There were many deaths recently, but there were also many births too. Life is real at assembly. We talk about sex, we dance, and we sing enthusiastically. We care about the earth and each other, about saying she and mother as much as he and father when talking about the divine, and about accepting and valuing children by letting them run around and make noise and teach us important things. Every Sunday, through blurry tears or huge grins, we say, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot put it out. I have witnessed that. I believe it. Although I grew up in two different Lutheran churches, I now attend downtown at 808 in Goshen, which is a church without a denominational affiliation that meets in the theater downtown. I didn't really know what I was looking for in a church or why I wanted to go to church in the first place, but my freshman year, I spent my fall semester church shopping. And by the end of it, I was incredibly tired and exhausted, um, and I stumbled upon 808, I liked it, and I decided to keep going back. I think at first what I most liked was the consistency of going to the same place every week. In some ways, I began to feel grounded there. And although I was still out of my comfort zone as far as trying to get to know the people in the church, they were generally friendly and pretty nice, 
And when I went with other college students, I didn't have to be too outgoing. Since my freshman year, I've gradually gotten more involved in church activities. This year, I became a potluck contributor, and I'm happy to say at, the, at our first potluck this year, my fruit salad was the first empty bowl in the line. <laughs> um, I've also had the opportunity of sharing my summer SIP experience with the congregation on a Sunday morning. And uh, recently, I've started helping with our youth group, which um, is focused towards students in the community from bad homes, um, not a part of our church, and I've helped with them on Wednesday nights. I would be lying, though, if I said that there has never been a time when I felt like I didn't fit in. Most people in my congregation are 30-somethings. They have young children and homes and things that I can't relate with. And because we're in different stages in life, it makes it hard to connect. A few times, uh, I've thought about finding another church or not going at all. But something always brings me back to 808. And I've come to the conclusion that God shows up when I'm out of my comfort zone. Before I left for my SIP location last summer, my 808 family laid hands on me and prayed for me before I left, which was definitely one of those God moments. Whenever I'm feeling discouraged going into church, it seems like someone always reaches out to me and strikes up a conversation with me and makes me feel at home. And so somehow in my discomfort of feeling like I don't fit in socially, I feel comfortable. Although I definitely feel more connected to my community of faith on campus, a consistent church community off campus has given me the grounding I needed to jump into the broader Goshen community. At first Friday or hanging out at the brew, it's nice to see familiar 808 faces. I've also been able to see a whole different side of our Goshen community by meeting kids in our youth group who come from really troubled home lives. You could say that I go to church to feel connected to God or to a faith community, and those are true, but what I've mostly found is that going to church has connected me with people whose realities would otherwise never intersect with my own. And in those situations, God shows up. Good morning. So I go to church, and I guess that's why they asked me to come up here and speak to all of you today. I was given the prompt by Gwen saying, why do you go to church? And that was it. <laughs> As you can imagine, there are several different avenues one could go with this question, whether it's because my parents make me, because I get free food after the service, because I lead music or small group or Bible studies over lunchtime, because I should, etc. 
Some go to church wearing dresses and slacks, while others go in shorts and a t-shirt. Some churches take part in communion every week, while others do it once a year. What's my point? Though I wish I had more time to share with all of you today, there's one major thing I want to leave you with today. Regardless if you attend church on a semi-regular basis, if you consider yourself a believer of any religion, or if you're questioning who your God is and where he's been all of these years, are we just going to church or are we being the church in our everyday lives? What does it even mean to be the church? As some of you may know, I'm a weekly volunteer at The Post in downtown Goshen. The Post is a Christian youth organization geared towards middle school to high, high school age kids who come from low income or broken homes in the Goshen area. If you haven't seen their facility or are interested in getting involved, please let me know and I'd be happy to hook you up. It's an amazing place. Every Monday night so far this fall, we've shown 10 to 15 minute videos of musicians, business leaders, actors, athletes, even drug addicts with amazing stories of hope and fulfillment in how God is working in their lives beyond the money, the fame, the girls, the cars, and the greed celebrity status can sometimes bring. We have discussions about these individual videos and ask our kids to think about what it means to put yourself second and to put God first. It's not nearly as easy as it sounds, trust me. I can't help but think about my church experience in a similar way. I go to church not to be able to tell my friends I go or to brag about it. In fact, I go to church because sometimes I feel just as broken as the kids at the post do. I struggle every day with putting myself second in line. Sometimes I even feel unworthy of going to church because I'm a daily sinner and I don't quite feel up to par with the Christian I feel like I should be before stepping foot inside of a church. Sometimes I stay up too late on Saturday nights and don't feel like pulling myself out of bed in the morning just to get to church on time. But does all of this make me less of a Christian? No, it doesn't. And I'll tell you why. I feel that the Christian church doesn't emphasize enough what being the church is all about. We always hear about how important it is to go to church, and I'm not saying it's not important by any means. But why do we go if we aren't spreading God's love to other people first? Shouldn't we be able to come as we are to any church we feel called to go to on a Sunday morning and not be afraid that we aren't at a certain point in our faith journeys as others? For most of my high school years, church felt like an expectation. If I was going to choose to be a believer in Christ, I should attend church and I should read my Bible and I should pray at every meal. Honestly, I didn't have the abilities to do that in that part of my life, but I felt bad about it. I felt like I was failing God. In the end, I was the only one holding these expectations up to my throat every Sunday. I wasn't meeting God on my journey right where I was. Instead, I was sprinting to catch up to a place on the road where I thought I would meet him instead. It hasn't been daisies and roses ever since then, but God is good, and the weight has been no longer burdening my shoulders anymore. This summer, my worship pastor and mentor nailed it right on the head. He told me to live the life I receive and not the life I achieve. He meant that I didn't need to be trying so hard to be this perfect Christian girl who put a face on for everyone to see that she was doing fine every day. Instead, I should take life in strides and bandage my wounds at the end of the week with God on Sunday mornings, with hundreds of thousands of people all over the world doing the exact same thing. Metaphorically speaking, 
church is a hospital. It's designed to be a place where people can come hurting, confused, and angry, and find solitude and peace. Although I, didn't have, although I don't have time today, I wish I could express to you how many times church has saved my life. Church is not always a glamorous experience for me especially, if I'm wearing mascara or on a particular emotionally, emotional morning, but I don't want to be anywhere else on Sunday mornings because I feel a sense of belonging there. I go to church because I have a strong desire to learn more about what it means to be a Christian. I go to church because I live in a country where I can openly worship however I want. Whether it means raising my hands or singing the harmony instead of the melody, or just simply sitting in silence while the others sing around me. I go to church because it teaches me how to spread love to others and learn how I can talk to others about God's role in their lives. Most importantly, church is a shelter for me. It feels safe and secure, a place where I can be vulnerable in where I'm at in my life and in my faith and not be ashamed of it. I would encourage you to think about why you go to church also and what ways you can express being a part of a congregation in other ways than just being present on Sunday mornings. I love my church here in Goshen and I love God. I hope that all of you never feel ashamed to go to church, but instead feel empowered and welcomed with the open arms we should give others, not just on Sunday mornings, but in each moment we are alive as well. Thank you very much. stand to sing one last song. Tell the truth that will set you free I proclaim 
shelter under his blood. You can come and be forgiven, buried along in the crimson flood. Let your rain fall down all around. Let the thunder sound shake the ground. Let the waterfall pound breaking down all the lies you found under me. Let the silence see, let him sing. Set the bound ones free, set me free. Waterfall on me, waterfall. I sought your heart, hear me call. Oh, my Savior, I give you glory. My Redeemer, my God and King. There is no one, oh, so holy. A number of pastors from local churches are here with us this morning, and I see a bunch of them are sitting over here. Um, I'm going to invite them to come into the middle at the end of, the, of our worship, and any of you who want to come greet pastors, say hi. You know, like, pastors are always working hard at greeting college students when they come to visit, so I think it would be really appropriate if all of you would greet the pastors. Okay? Uh, at any rate, do feel free and invited. We'd like to say thank you to the students who are vulnerable enough to share their stories. Thank you to Benson and Johan for leading us. Now go from this place aware of the Spirit of God in you and around you, able to inspire you to new thoughts, new ideas, new possibilities in this day. Go in the power and the peace of Christ. Amen. Sometimes it feels like I'm watching from the outside. Sometimes it feels like I'm breathing. But am I alive? I will keep searching for answers that aren't here to 